Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of your bonus content for the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing on Patreon. I'm delighted to get to be here with you. So before we get into the topic of the day, I do just want to say that these podcasts, the bonus episodes, at least for uh, these first few that we're going to be doing, are just going to be me. So you're going to get to hear me talk a little bit more than you otherwise would. We will be having full bonus episodes with other guests, some themed episodes with maybe Sean Livingston will come back and we'll do our favorite music videos of the 90s and I'll get hammered again. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll just put out one of those episodes again without having to uh, edit it so much because I got so hammered that I, I I almost didn't release it. So I'm just so happy that you guys are here. Thank you for being part of the Nashville Tour Stop podcast journey so far. I'm just so fucking thrilled that you guys are part of it because it's it's so damn hard getting a podcast off the ground. And you have really proved, like, I have done so much music releasing in my career in Nashville and before. But, like, the fact that you guys are listening to this it means so much to me. Like, I can't even put to words. It's It's ineffable, really, because I've released music and it's never really performed well. And I don't know why, but... Uh, what I can say is I'm not a music releasing pro, but what I am a pro at is uh, doing shows, booking, all things like that. That's what I can offer my expertise on. That's what I've made a career on here in Nashville. That's what I've made a living on for many years here now. So I'm happy that I'm going to actually get to share some expertise with you here. Uh, if you have questions about uh, things I talk about in these episodes, feel free to write in. Our uh, helpline is info at NashvilleTourStop.com. You can send in questions uh, that you might have about the things I say. If you have comments or things that didn't work for you or things that did work for you, I want to hear about that. I'll read your stuff on the air. Uh, we can kind of do a discourse about maybe like what's going on. So that's just kind of a fun uh, little thing that we're going to get to do on these bonus episodes. They're not going to be full hours, so they're going to be a little bit more digestible. You'll be able to listen to them a little faster. And th there's going to be a little bit more focus in these. We're not going to ramble quite as much, even though I say that as I've already been rambling here for a couple of minutes. But thank you so much for being part of it. I can't say that enough. I'm just delighted. So without further ado, our first topic of these pro tips episodes as part of our Patreon subscribers is going to be how to write a good booking email. And on today's shortstop, I'm going to give you a few tips on how to write what I would consider a good booking email inquiry because I've received so many bad versions of this very email and I've sent so many bad versions of this email. I've learned the hard way what works and what doesn't. So let's just dive right into it. Now, I know your first initial impulse is going to be to want to include as much information and be as detailed as possible, but what you really might not realize is that you can actually send too much information. You can send me too much stuff, and if you send too much clutter, it's going to stress me out, my ADHD is going to kick in, and I'm going to get distracted, I'm going to lose focus, and I am probably not going to read the entire email. So, all of that to say, my general rule, and the rule that's gotten me tons of gigs through the years, is to be as brief as you can while still including all of the relevant information. 
So what this means is keep your email short enough to be seen in one phone screen length. And that's a slightly ambiguous kind of a a length, but you can get the idea. If you have an iPhone or an Android, you get the gist of how big a screen is. And unless you're using the super zoom to get the gigantic text on your phone, this rule will apply to most people. So keep your emails short and sweet to be seen in one phone screen length. That is so if, for example, if I'm sitting in my office looking at my computer or if I'm on my phone just scrolling through, I'm going to see something short and sweet and I'm going to be more interested. So that is a overall goal that you need to strive for when you're shooting out these booking emails. Now, to come in hot, to do the very first thing before I even open that email from you, I got to read your subject line. And I know, again, it sounds elementary, but you you have to understand that if your subject line says booking Nashville music, blah, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty boring. It's not hooky. It provides me no real information. So every booking email that I've sent out and gotten booked on is pretty close to this. Now, of course, sub in your city, your name and the dates, but the the rule still applies. So come in saying something like this, all caps, booking, colon, then go back to normal lowercase letters. Nashville artist Aaron Schilb for August 11th and 12th, 2022. So like I said, use your name, use your city, use the correct dates. But this way, even from the subject line, I or whoever the booking person is knows exactly who you are, where you're from, what you want, and when you want it. And I know, again, it sounds elementary, but you would honestly be surprised how many hundreds of emails I've gotten where I don't know what a guitar player means, like a guitar player available. Let's say that. I've gotten that as a subject line. I'm like, cool, guitar player available. Are you in a band? Are you looking to join a band? Are you looking to play solo acoustic music? I don't know. I don't really want to look beyond that. I don't care. I want to do what makes my job easy. So here are the six basic attributes that you can use to make my job easy. So number one, the introduction, your name, what you do and where you're from. It's basically a restatement of that subject line. So I'm going to see it in that subject line, and then I'm going to immediately read the same thing in that first line. That doesn't mean that it has to go on very much farther than that. But introduce yourself, say your name, what you do, and where you're from. That's point number one. Moving on. Point number two. Say what kind of music you do and what kind of sets you are able to play and or looking to play. For example, uh, I want to know, like, are you a solo artist? Are you a band? Are you looking for cover gigs? Like... You, you need to be able to put yourself in the right position to play the right rooms. And that's an entirely other episode that we're going to do. Uh, that'll be coming up here in uh, just a few episodes. But we'll get to that when we get to it. But by telling me what you do and what you're able to do and what you want to do, I can better book you. And I can put you into the right lineups. And that doesn't just come down to genre. That comes down to so many other factors. And again, like I said, we'll get into actually like how to book the right rooms and book the right gigs. Because if you're a hip hop artist, you don't want to go have to do three hours of cover tunes at a, at a winery, for example. So what you will want to know is 
from my perspective with my shows here in Nashville, I book a lot of different kinds of shows at multiple different venues. So knowing that you might be able to do different things creates more opportunities for yourself through my eyes. So if I can't get you on one venue, I might be able to get you on another. Moving on, though, this is point number three, and I'm not going to say that this is one of the more important points, but it is crucial and it can be a make or break in whether or not somebody is actually going to pay attention to an email or uh, find the correct information. So, gosh, I wish I could put it in all caps, but it's a freaking podcast. So use links to your official website, your social media, your streaming platforms and live performances, but do not, I swear to God. God, do not post loose URLs in your emails. Do not do that. Use hyperlinks. And on Macs, for example, you can click Command K on your emails and in your Google things like Docs and everything like that. You can use hyperlinks. But the reason you want to do this is because it will give you, the performer, the opportunity to take me exactly where I need to be. By linking your loose Spotify profile, if you've got a bunch of albums out, a bunch of singles out, I might click the wrong one, hear a song that was produced in 2010 and uh, down in your basement. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good. I don't want to hear that in my venue. And it's not a good representation of you. But because I didn't know that that wasn't a good representation of you, I just assume that all of your music is like that. So be creative with your hyperlinks. Put the newest single into a hyperlink. Put your Apple and Spotify and everything like that into a hyperlink. Now, another thing that's really important to note is that even if you are including Spotify and Apple Music, it's so important to include a paywall-free option. And the option I always go for is a private SoundCloud playlist because some people just don't have a streaming platform and they don't want to pay for it or they have some kind of moral qualm against it. I don't know. But if you don't provide a paywall free option, you run the risk of someone not hearing your music just because they don't have Spotify or Apple Music. So always create a paywall free option. Now, I specifically like SoundCloud because I just enjoy the platform a little bit more. And I like the fact that you can put it onto a private playlist so that you can send the hyperlink with it and you can create a certain kind of a show lineup, for example, that if they're just going to leave it playing on their computer, you might actually get them catching more than one thing. Whereas if Spotify is linked, it's going to play your top five songs. And what I've seen happen multiple times is that people will have those like artist profiles linked, but what they don't realize is that there's other people using the exact same artist name and it can bleed your catalogs together. You're going to hear two people's music. So again, that runs the risk of I won't hear the right thing. So all of this is to say, be really specific with the hyperlinks you choose to include in these emails because it gives you a really direct opportunity to put exactly what you want me to hear in front of me. Okay, so moving on from there, point number four, the dates you are looking to book. These are uh, honestly really important because I need to know when you want to play and you need to know when you are going to play. So what you can do is offer both going and coming dates, meaning if you're trying to tour through Nashville, say, hey, I'm going to pass through Nashville on August 11th and 12th. But then even though you mentioned those two specific dates, in your subject line, what you can also say is, I'm also going to be there on the 18th and 19th. So that's 
looking like you're traveling somewhere else and this is a just another city that you want to add on your tour. But what this does is it creates an opportunity for me to look at multiple dates and have more opportunities to book you and it gives you a better chance of getting booked. Now, what I do have to give a big warning flag for here is do not ask what I have available. I swear to God, do not ask what I have available. I don't want to do six back and forth emails trying to find you a gig only to come to the conclusion that neither of us have any availability that lines up. So do not ask what's available. By specifically requesting specific dates, you create an easy job for me. I like you better. I want to work with you because you've made my life easy. And if I don't have openings on your specific dates and I say, hey, I don't have openings on your specific dates, don't get mad. It's not me trying to give you the stiff arm on booking. It's probably because I literally do not have openings on those dates. You can always try again. You can always follow up. But do not, I swear to God, do not send the, oh, well, fuck you because I'm trying to schedule this tour and it's going to be awesome email. I swear I have gotten that before. I will get it again. But it's from people who are just upset that they can't get a gig. And it's not because I'm really trying to do something bad. I just don't have the availability. So all that comes back to say, point number four, list the dates that you are looking to book and offer multiple options. Because the easier you make my job, if I can just go right into my calendar and look at the specific day and month that you're looking to book, I will very likely go check that. And if I've got an availability and a lineup that you're going to fit on, hell yeah, I want to book you. That's the whole point of why we're here. I'm here to book you and you're there to play. So from there, we've got to move on to point number five, the option to follow up and thank them for reading the email. Again, I know it sounds elementary, but you would always be surprised how many people don't say something like that. Thanks for reading my email. It's just a general common courtesy that is more often than not gone uh, completely left out. And uh, that's really all there is to that one. So point number six, the final one. And again, sounds elementary, but you'd be surprised. Include your name as a signature at the bottom of your email. Gosh, remind me who you are one more time and right underneath your name, put your website hyperlinked one final time just in case I want to click that because my mouse is there. So I know all of it sounds elementary, but everyone listening, I really do want you to realize that sometimes the difference between getting booked and not getting booked is quite simply how simple this email is. And I know that we've gone over this for about 15 minutes now. But this basic email with these six attributes that you need to include shouldn't take me more than 60 seconds to look at. So what we're going to do here is go over these one more time. And that is going to start all the way back with your subject line. Booking Nashville artist Aaron Schilb for August 11th and 12th, 2022. Then once you get to the body of the email, include those six basic attributes. The introduction with your name, what you do, and where you're from. Number two, what kind of music you do and what kind of sets you are able to play. Number three, links to your official website, social media, streaming platforms, and live performances. But don't forget those hyperlinks. Be creative about which links you're letting me see. Include those Spotify, Apple Music, and private SoundCloud playlists just in case somebody doesn't have the paywall option. 
don't want me to not listen to your music just because I don't have a subscription service. So point number four, include the dates you're looking to book, both going and coming. Now, you can say that a specific pair of dates might be your preferred dates, but still offering an alternate gives me more opportunities to look at my calendar to find you a potential gig. Reminder, do not ask what I have available. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, I swear. Gosh. Okay, point number five, the option to follow up. That's me. You want to say, hey, if you need any more information, let me know. And then thank me for reading the email. And then finally, sign your name at the bottom of the email with that website hyperlinked one last time. So I swear this email has worked for me tons of times. I have booked so many gigs with this very email. I respond to more inquiries with people following this similar kind of a format. Now, there is one kind of like candy bag alternate I do want to include that a lot of people are still really privy to receiving, and that is the elusive press kit. A lot of people will include that as a PDF attachment, and that's fine. There's a lot of people who still like to read the bio. They like to do that. But I can say, do not send me a full bio in your email. If I want to look at it, hyperlink that as part of your website. Do that. But what I can leave you with one final thing is I swear to God, do not send me raw wave files as an attachment. I'm not going to download that on my computer. The best way to get me to listen is to make it easy and sending me wave file attachments. My internet might be slow. I might be listening on my phone, might have a bad service connection someday. You make it more difficult for me to hear your music. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. The really, really simple thing that you can really kind of come back to is the easier you make this booking email to navigate, the more likely I am to navigate it. So all of that to say, make it really, really easy for me to book you and I'm going to book you. That's the long and short of it here. Now, I know that there's lots of other different techniques people have used to get booked over the years. So if you're listening to this and you've had success doing something else, let me know. Write into info at NashvilleTourStop.com. Let me know what has worked for you and let me know what has not worked for you. So that is the end of our first little bonus episode here for our what we're going to just start calling short stops right here on the Patreon exclusive bonus episodes. Thank you for listening to this first episode. We're going to keep putting these out for you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the Nashville Tour Stop podcast here on Patreon. We're going to have more stuff like this. And like I said, we want to know what you're thinking. If you want to hear me cover something, if you've got an idea for an episode, write in. Info at NashvilleTourStop.com is going to go right to my inbox. I'm going to read that email. I want to hear from you. So please, until you write to me, do remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. <laughs>